Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, this is Ibby Owens, and you're listening to the award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. I'm also the host of Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight, and I'm the editor of the anthology, which you should run out and buy, called Moms Don't Have Time to, a quarantine anthology. All proceeds of that book go to COVID-19 vaccine research. And I'm the editor-in-chief of Moms Don't Have Time to Write, a new publication on Medium, and we're accepting submissions, so please send your personal essays there. And if all that isn't enough, you can follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens, and my website is zibbyowens.com. Okay, now back to this amazing podcast. I could not be more proud to announce today's sponsor and why they're sponsoring the podcast, Citizens of Humanity, which you may know is this amazing denim company, decided to do Stay Safe t-shirts. They're available on Monday, May 3rd, and you can shop them exclusively on the Citizens of Humanity website, citizensofhumanity.com. 100% of the retail selling price of every t-shirt sold supports the Susan Felice Owens program for COVID-19 vaccine research at Mount Sinai Health System, which I founded. I am over the moon grateful and excited that Citizens of Humanity is donating their proceeds of their Get Vaxxed shirts, which are long-sleeved unisex t-shirts available in white or black, and the retail price is $34. Go to Citizens of Humanity. Please go get one of these t-shirts. And again, every t-shirt sold supports vaccine research at Mount Sinai and the program that I founded to honor my late mother-in-law. Thank you, Citizens of Humanity, for choosing my charity to donate the proceeds to. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I am just so excited. So go check out Citizens of Humanity, the shirt, buy some jeans, go crazy, and... Um, 
just thank you. I interviewed Lynn Nguyen, who is one of the three co-authors of an amazing book called Mango and Peppercorns, a memoir of food, an unlikely family, and the American dream. She co-wrote it with Tung Nguyen, who's her mother, and Catherine Manning, who is also her mother in a way in that she raised her and lived with her her whole life, and she considers her a mom. So the story is actually about her mom, Tung, and her mother figure, Catherine, and well, I'll let her tell you about it. But So here's her bio. Catherine and Tung created a, an amazingly popular Vietnamese restaurant in Miami called Hai Vong. Catherine now manages Hai Vong's pop-ups and catered events. Tung, who was Lynn's mom, fled Vietnam almost 50 years ago and co-founded Hai Vong, the restaurant, and currently cooks for select pop-ups and catered events. Lynn, who I actually spoke to, is Tung's daughter and earned degrees from Harvard and Cornell. And before that, she waited tables at Haibang. She's now the CEO and co-founder of Liquid Analytics, an artificial intelligence innovation firm. And then, by the way, Alyssa Ung is the ghostwriter of this book and is an award-winning writer, book collaborator, and editor. She was the restaurant critic and dining columnist for NorthJersey.com and the Bergen Record in New Jersey and a staff writer for the Philadelphia Inquirer. So those are the women behind this book. And now I'm going to talk to Lynn and you're going to see why this story is amazing. Welcome, Lynn. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss Mango and Peppercorns, a memoir of food and unlikely family and the American dream. Thank you for having me on. This is such an honor. As I was just mentioning with you, you co-wrote this with your mother, Tung. I probably won't pronounce it right. How do you pronounce your last name? Nguyen? Uh, we pronounce it Wien. It's like W-E-I-N. Okay. Catherine Manning, who you call Kathy, yourself, and then yeah. with Elisa Ung, who it sounds like orchestrated, helped orchestrate and do interviews and things like that, correct? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, and as I was reading it, as I said, I wasn't sure who I was interviewing, but I was just like so thrilled to talk to one of you from this book because what a story. Oh my gosh. I cannot even believe it. <laughs> the things that happen with your mom. Why don't you start by, if you don't mind telling listeners a little about what this book is sort of broadly about, and then we'll dive into your family history and everything. Sure, sure. So Mango and Peppercorns, from, from my perspective, is really a story about my mother, who is a Vietnamese refugee who came over during the Vietnam War, and Kathy, who is an American who resettled her. And I think throughout the book, the most interesting thing is that they were really able to create a very unique family and community brought together by food. And I think that that transcends anybody's story because as we eat, especially during COVID, you find that food brings people together. It it allows you to savor flavors. It allows you to have new experiences. And so mango and peppercorns really tells their story through food. I'm a pretty picky eater, I have to say, to the disappointment of my husband. <laughs> but with all these <laughs> recipes and descriptions of food, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to try all of these. I mean, I always love when books include recipes because it just like adds another element of interest and everything. But before I read the book, I, I when I flipped through it, I was like, well, I don't know if I would eat this. And then after I read the book, I was like, okay, well now... <laughs> <laughs> After this flavorful description, I have to do it. But of course, the food in this book was sort of a means to an end, right? This is sort of, in fact, the means to an end of survival, really, for your mom and where she started. You know, there was one part of the book, and I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but she talked about how 
she never even thought about like being someone who lived in a big house and had this, that, or the other thing. It was about survival. It was just about like getting through that day and what did they need to do to get through the day? That's or maybe right. it was, was it her mom who said that? Maybe it was her, your grandmother who said that. Do you remember what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, I, I do. And you know what? It's really my mom's perspective. You know, like she's very much a survivalist and she's very much about put one foot in front of the other and, you know, even if today is a bad day, you're going to wake up tomorrow and you're going to just keep fighting. And, you know, if you think about like I as an adult now have such a better appreciation of her, but like I go to a grocery store in a foreign country and I can't like figure my way through the aisles. I can't read the packages. And to think about her being dropped into the United States without any family, without knowing the language and then surviving and having a restaurant that people flock to, I think really speaks a lot to kind of her perseverance. And also like she spoke through her food, like that was her way of communicating. And so I really, you know, I admire her resilience <laughs> in terms of being able to like wake up each day and just fight for a new day. And it's also a story about running a business, right? This is also, there's this element of how to make a, a business that depends on a creative product, right? Something that's a service to others. How do you continue to transform it, produce it, monetize it, and how she did that over <laughs> and get press and do all these things. I mean, it's also like a, a business primer, if you will, with her and Kathy, how they split ways at one point, how they came back together. Like the whole story was fascinating. And even the fact that they fought all the time and that was just like <laughs> their way of communicating. And they're like, don't worry about it. And yet the restaurant became Hai Vong. Is, did I pronounce that right? Hai Vong? Yes, you did. Okay. So Hai Vong became this like complete you know, top of the restaurant charts, Miami sort of institution, despite barely having air conditioning and like them building their own walls and everything. It's amazing. It's really amazing story. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much. It was a lot of fun to write. And, you know, for me, the, so originally many, many years ago, I said to my mom, you know, I want to write a book. And originally it was really just a pet project for me because my mother would never share her stories with me. It was always too painful, too much to talk about. It was always about looking forward, right? We're here today. Where are we going tomorrow? And I, as an adult, really wanted to understand a lot more about her and her background and what she came from. And so that has been so much fun for me because I learned so much about her. I learned about my family. And so it's it's just been a great journey. And you said in the book, you didn't even learn about your dad and exactly how that whole situation happened until you read it in the book. Is that true? That's, That's crazy. True. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Yeah. That, that was a, that was probably the biggest shock from the entire experience is, you know, finding out that who was my dad wasn't really who I thought it was. And a lot of those trips that we made to find him, so to speak, were, were like veils of different agendas. Wow. So. Is your, I didn't, I don't remember, is your dad still alive? Do you know? You know, so I've never tried to reach out or find him. Yeah. It's like, it, it's like a history that is kind of reimagined now, so to speak, yeah. and ignored. And, and to be honest, a lot of people say, well, do you wish you did meet your dad or know about him? And I 
am so lucky that I was raised by Kathy and my mom and even Kathy's mother, who I consider my grandmother. And so I had a complete family unit in, in my eyes and in my perspective. And they raised me, you know, in, in their perspective, which is a strong woman who is independent. And so I never felt like I had a hole that needed to be filled. And I think I'm very lucky in that. So it was, it's, it hasn't been something that I've looked to do is find, I honestly wouldn't even know yeah. how. <laughs> Either after, I mean, that's, so. yeah, not too much to go on there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, that's another element of the story that was so interesting is how your mom and Kathy had this platonic lifelong cohabitation relationship where they co-parented you and yet, you know, Kathy writes in the book, you know, she just sort of decided to be celibate at one point and that, right. and your mom had a series of different, you know, husbands or relationships and whatever. And yet it just worked. It worked for them. And they like, did, Kathy had you like strapped on her back in the restaurant. That's so cute. Oh my gosh. Um, and then it's, and it's he's the one who, when you were like finishing high school, suggested that you apply to Harvard, which by the way, when I read in the book, I was like, why is she even suggesting that? And then the next page is like, and then I got in, I was like, what? Like, Forget it. Don't even go to college or whatever. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She, she's always been my champion and she's always been, you know, dream big you know, shoot for the stars, nothing can stop you. And, and I think that like the, the, my mom, who is a very, very practical person. And then Kathy, who's like this huge dreamer, they really balanced each other out. But yeah, Kathy's always been such a supporter. And, you know, I never, like, she is in many ways, my second mom, but growing up, I never thought of her like that. You know, like it was my mom, Mom was always my mom and Kathy was always like this fun aunt who I could talk to and would take me out. And, and that just really worked in terms of they knew their places in, with, in terms of their relationship to me, but also their relationship to each other. And, and I think it speaks a lot for Kathy in terms of how she always stood by my mom, you know, and yet let her grow and evolve and be her own person. So it's, you know, it, they're, they're remarkable women. I'm not sure that I could do half of what they've done, but it's, they're, they're certainly great role models. Well, I think it, part of it is what you said originally about her, your mom's whole outlook, which is something that I feel like all the whole wellness industry is trying to get people to do. Like, like <laughs> think about where you are today, like be where your feet are, look, you know, look, focus on Wow. Do you know what I mean? And like, that's sort of what she does. And always seeing the bright side, there was this one passage at the beginning about her grandmother, who your mom was super close to. I just want to read this one passage. Remembering Ba Noy's voice kept me going. It always had. When I was three and stricken with smallpox, my parents were unable to afford medicine. It was Ba Now. Is that how you pronounce it? Ba Noy? Banoi, yeah. who laid me on the dirt floor of her hut and nursed me back to health. As I grew up, always following her around like a baby duck, she looked at my face full of smallpox scars, not in horror, as so many others did, but like I was the most beautiful person she had ever seen. When we had only a few grains of rice to eat, Banoi taught me to thank God for salt. Rice was just rice, she told me, but if you have rice and salt, 
you have a meal. That's what true. an attitude. Like that is, <laughs> it's just amazing. Just it, It's being thankful for every day and, and such little things, you know, like even my mom today, when we eat rice and, you know, rice, you can go to the store and buy at any time. And it's one of the cheapest things to get. But even if there's a cup of rice left over, she saves it. And it's, you know, because you just don't know where the next meal is going to come from. And, and that's, you know, growing up, a cup of rice was the most precious thing that, that they could have. But even with that and, and the poverty that she lived in, right, like she lived in a one-room hut. And <laughs> like I went back to Vietnam and I, I happened to see a house that was very similar to what she grew up in, you know, and it's probably the same size as her bedroom today. It's, you know, so tiny, dirt floor. And, and still she grew up so happy because they were always so thankful for what they had that day. And, you know, and she would say that even when they were working long, long hours in the fields, everybody would sing and tell jokes. And so it was really about embracing your community and, and, just being thankful that, you know what, you woke up this morning and you have a chance to fight for another day. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I mean, that is such a great message. It's such a great message. And I wonder how sort of your mom's parenting of you? Because you make some mentions of it, how like you didn't really want to work in the restaurant so much and you wanted to be with your friends. You're kind of embarrassed, like every teenager is of their parents at some point. And, you know, you preferred spaghetti and meatballs or something to their food for a while because their attitude is so, it's so amazing, but I feel like it's sort of counter to the way most American sort of, well, maybe I shouldn't say, I mean, it's such a mass generalization, but sort of the, the general sort of zeitgeist societal, messaging in here, right? I mean, it's just a little bit different. I mean, the fact that like by age eight, she was doing, you know, farming and building a house for her parents soon after and 
okay. all these things. And I'm like, I have an eight-year-old, like that is an almost eight-year-old. That is not what is happening around here. And it's like, can I have a seltzer? And I'm like, oh my gosh, look what tongue was doing. So tell me a little bit about that and sort of growing up you as an American with an immigrant mother and how the, the differences sort of played out. Yeah. So I would say the biggest thing that got instilled in me is hard work. Like it, you just are always working and it, like a lot of people say, well, how can you, you know, you run a business and then you come home and you have these other projects, but it's just this constant and, and I enjoy it. Right. So it's, it's like, you're always trying to better yourself. You're always trying to move yourself forward incrementally and you wake up and you know it could be reading a book and that's that's enjoyment but it's not that you're just being quote unquote lazy right so it's it's very much of a hard work ethic and and also being like so I own a business and it's ups and downs and it's not, <laughs> and it's a roller coaster and you certainly don't plan life the way it happens. And you kind of roll with it and you say, okay, so how can I take what I have today and make it better tomorrow? And I think that that persistence and just that work ethic of showing up every day was really deeply, deeply instilled in because, you know, even after I would be picked up from school when I was very, very little, I would go to the restaurant and I would help peel carrots or I would help set tables. And that's just, you know, that's just what we did. And the funny thing is that's what we did as a family. You know, some families take vacations and, <laughs> you know, my family worked together. So it's, you know, it, it's all about how you as a family unit celebrate your yourselves. It doesn't have to be like every other family. And I think that's another thing that got very deeply instilled in me. And I see it, especially now as I'm developing more and more of my own friends is you don't have to be like everybody else and it's okay. And it's actually really good to have your own path and make your own choices. And, you know, you don't have to, your family doesn't have to look like the family next door and your job doesn't have to be like the next the neighbors or your colleagues and sometimes that's hard because you know i like i'm sure everybody else compares myself to other people and so and being like okay this is me and i'm okay with that i'm not the doctor i'm not the lawyer and i think especially today when people have so many opportunities with what they can make of their own lives and where their path can go. It's really important to have that inner strength to say, you know what, I can do what I choose and, and to stick with it and have that persistence to know that, you know what, it's, it's going to be okay, even if today is not. And so I know you run a business, but like what, this is none of my business and you don't have to you have your own family. Like, where do you live? Are you still close? Do you st spend a lot of time with your mom and Kathy still? Like, what's your, what's the, what's the postscript on the book for you? Yeah, sure. So I live in Boynton Beach, Florida right now. It's about an hour north of my parents. So it's close, but it's not too close. And really that was driven by the pandemic. <laughs> And 
and traffic. So where they live, it's very congested. And I wanted to be in a little bit of a more rural area. And I live with my boyfriend right now. And so we, you know, we lived in New York. And then with the pandemic last year, like many people, we kind of fled. <laughs> so we bought a house in, in Boynton Beach where we could have a little bit more space. So, but before that, I was traveling about two weeks every month. So I was always on the go. And it actually enabled me to see my parents a bit more than I can now, because when I would travel, I would always make sure to do like a stopover in between trips. But now because of COVID, we're just being a bit careful. So I'm getting my second shot tomorrow. Yay! <laughs> and so I'm hoping that we can see each other a, a little bit more. But I, I've tried to be careful because of, you know, they're a little older. I get it. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so nice. Well, so now in addition to everything else, all of you guys are now authors, right? I mean, just to yes. add another feather in your cap, how does it, do you think, like, how is it having your story out there? I mean, I know it's just coming out, but like, how does it feel to take something so like that it's so such a part of you and having it be so public and for them too, I would imagine like your mom thinks this is like such a trip. I mean, what is, what, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, so so they're loving it. So for for different reasons. So Kathy loves being able to tell her story and interact with other people and really have a chance to, you know, celebrate what they've worked for. For my mom, it's all been a bit of a head rush. You know, she couldn't, so first she couldn't believe that, you know, people would even find her story interesting enough to have a book. And even through that process, she didn't fully grasp that this was a book that was going to be published and read by other people. She just thought, oh, Lynn's, you know, got this crazy idea and we're writing this thing and <laughs> it's, you know, going to sit in her bookshelf or something like that. But then it's been published and we, and we have had, we've been so fortunate to have had such good reviews and people have really been attracted to the book. And now it's that next phase of, I can't believe people actually like the book. And, and that's been wonderful for her. You know, it's given her that additional confidence and that additional sort of like accolade that I really wanted her to experience because they worked so, so hard. Like the restaurant business is one of the hardest around. And, and to do it for so many years and to love it for so many years and, and the community they built. Like, I'm just so happy that they're now getting that recognition and the accolades that I really wanted them to have. And by the way, what did happen to the restaurant this past year? So we transitioned to doing pickups and, you know, they, so we scheduled the pickup and people can order 10 days in advance and it sells out in about two to three hours. And so we've been lucky, you know, our customers just kept following us and, you know, still coming to, to eat our food, but it's, you know, like many businesses, it's, it's changed its shape, so to speak. We're doing the South Beach Wine and Food Festival, a private dinner coming up in May. And then Kathy and my mom actually want to do book tours. 
So they want to go and go to book festivals and do some special cooking classes and really just have fun now with the whole experience. Oh my gosh. If they want to come to New York and do a cooking demonstration in my house or something, I will invite like all these people. And I used to do author salons and everything here. Oh, wow. And I feel like life is just starting to get back to normal. My kitchen is not such a huge, I mean, it's like a normal kitchen. Anyway, I couldn't fit like yeah. a million people in the kitchen. It's not like a professional kitchen, but anyway, yeah. if they want to come to New York and do that as a stop, let me know. Cause I would oh. be so honored to have them cook here. Oh my gosh. So they would love it. They would love all right. it. I, I will let them I'm know. not kidding. I mean, I mean that sincerely. So think about it. <laughs> okay, good. Because <laughs> they love doing that. Oh, good. They love cooking for people and, you know, and feeding people. That's the biggest thing is feeding no, people. No, we could do like a whole talk and then a, a meal and, oh my gosh, it'd be so fun. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So what advice would you have to aspiring authors? I would say... To, so it took us many, many years to, to get this book off the ground, mainly because I had to convince my mom that it was something to do. And so there's two pieces of advice that I would have for authors. The first is use your network. We were fortunate that we had a friend who had published books and was able to introduce us to agents and publishers. So don't be afraid to ask your friends and who you don't know who's going to point you into a direction that turns into something. And then the other is, you know, believe in your dream and don't give up. It's, you know, just because it doesn't happen tomorrow, that doesn't mean it's not going to happen in a year or two years. So keep persistent in your dream. Love it. Well, Lynn, thank you. It was so nice to meet you. I'm so impressed by the story and the book and the whole thing. And, you know, bravo to all of you. And I hope that our paths cross and, you know, hopefully in my apartment. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Thank you so much. Really all right. Congratulations. It. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you again to Citizens of Humanity for sponsoring this episode and for donating all the proceeds of your long sleeve unisex t-shirts that are available for getting vaxxed. The retail price is $34 to the Susan Felice Owens program for COVID-19 vaccine research at Mount Sinai Health System. Go to citizensofhumanity.com and check them out. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.